0: Three, two,
1: one. Welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome to
2: Cybercast.
3: Welcome to Cybercast. I'm Clay. I'm Tosh. And I'm not Ty. Yeah. yeah, speaking of Ty, Ty is actually not here today. Hopefully he'll be here on the next episode and hopefully he'll have input on what we discussed today. Actually, I'm pretty sure he had a lot of stuff to say about uh, our discussion today. Since I'm talking about a discussion today, like our audience knows what the heck we're talking about. How about I tell him? We're going to talk about... Let him know. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, we're going to discuss um, Apple's latest PR move surrounding the iPhone 10 X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, us, uh, we on uh, Bubble Sword call it 10 X. So uh, Apple, just uh, for those who don't know, Apple has uh, a group of reviewers that they hand the phone out to for review. Um, usually the big newspapers like uh, the Wall Street Journal, etc, etc. You know the big, the big boys. This year for the iPhone 10, they went with a different strategy. They gave the phone to YouTubers, guys. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> <laughs> and I just isn't it the enemy. <laughs> Well, YouTube, you mean because it's owned by Google? Yeah, yeah. But see, the thing is that you don't look at YouTube; you look at the the, the people who are at YouTube, right? Because YouTube is made of people. <laughs> I mean, not the company. Plus, plus, Apple does not have an equivalent platform. Not, not really, right? No. Exactly. And uh, yeah, so so basically, usually Apple gives uh, the iPhones to uh, the bigger names like John Gruber or whatever. They usually have a week with the the device, and um, uh, the embargo lifts, and then they can, they're you know release the reviews but before those people had their uh reviews apple actually called some of these youtubers to go and see the iphone now i don't i don't know if you guys have seen the youtube videos um dick have you seen any of the youtube videos of uh, people revealing the iphone 8 10 uh, no i have not okay and tosh just uh, mkbhd okay so and the thing is that mk M, M, Marcus brownie <laughs> He is not one of the people who actually got the phone the way the, the, these other smaller YouTubers got the phone. So so he's an establishment now. He's pretty much... Well, I mean, hey, Marcus Brownlee is big time, right? I mean, like, if you... All of those YouTubers, by the way, I, I think they're amazing. The, the, and a lot of them I already watched. But all of those YouTubers could learn so much from Marcus Brownlee. I mean, do, do, do you, don't you guys think that he is... Pretty much like the best out there. Yes, he yes, has set sort of a standard for
1: discussing this sort of technology. Right. I wouldn't know, wouldn't know.
0: but I, I I've seen him and I have nothing against him, but I don't I, I have no one to compare him.
3: Because uh, look, okay, so everyone else you look at now, you either see them copying Casey Neistat, Marcus Brownlee, a few other people who you know who can't think of right now but the whole jump cut thing that was Casey Neistat and probably a bunch of other people before him and the sort of the guerrilla filmmaking exactly
1: aspect of it right right
3: you know jumping on a a motorized skateboard you know giving you something other than just like hey guys here's the phone here's a box Here's headphones. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a little bit more engaging, entertaining. Um, they don't seem so jaded, right? Right. You try to review something. I, you know what, Dick? I actually have been thinking about doing something for a long time. And the, the, the <clears throat> so my YouTube channel has, like, one video on it. And, you know, I have no subscribers, right? But, like, I have been meaning to not review new things but to review things that I still use to this day. And so, like, the best reviews to me are reviews that, like, let's say if if someone has had the iPhone for a month, I'd rather watch their review than to watch someone's review who has had it for a week. A day mm-hmm. an hour like, I could care less what you think about the phone if you've had it for an hour who cares you know and and so th- these youtubers who got the um, who got the phone a lot of like like John Gruber he lost his mind and and like John Gruber to me is sort of like I respect him a lot and you know dot is his website I respect him a lot he has very good insight into what Apple is thinking, doing, and and sort of debunking things, or sort of being a massive PR arm from for Apple. The way he responded to the the unknowns and the lesser known uh, lesser subscribed YouTube channels was sort of disheartening. Actually, like you know, he he sort of like you know he he is a a single person who has a website that's popular and. Apple has decided to start giving him, I don't know when exactly, the the access to the iPhone. He was also a no one when it started, right, at some point. Just, he was more or
1: less a a blogger, right? Exactly, exactly. Which he is
3: now, which he is still. He still is a blogger, right. And he forgot, I guess, that Apple, at some point, decided to take a chance on him. And now he is one of the regular and established people. And what does he want now? To yank the, the ladder up behind him because no one else should have a chance to, to rise up to potentially replace him, maybe? Because you're not if you don't want to get replaced, just do better. But don't like come in with your your arrogant, you know, looking down on every uh, on everyone who is, isn't you or the established person. Group of people who've had the iphone before like like this uh, in a way this has really kind of got to me because like us as you uh, us as podcasters we we uh this is gonna sound uh <laughs> whiny see it. it's gonna sound whiny but we we don't get like a bunch of people sort of coming to i don't know you know tweet about i mean we get uh, tweets about oh actually every now and then randomly i say oh someone is listening to the show and they say tweeting you know listening to you know it's, it's like vic vic hudson he he always tweets about you know he's listening to the show but like it's not like 18 AT, uh, the atp podcast where they get tweeted because they have a bunch of people who who have made a name for themselves, either writing reviews, being, you know, the, one of the co-founders of Tumblr, or one of the, you know, one of the early pl- employees of Tumblr, I'm not quite sure anymore what Marco's position is, you know, doing a, a amazing, the Overcast app, you know, all of these things. We we are a bunch of tech, entu- tech enthusiasts and music enthusiasts who, who've decided to put something out there and hope people enjoy it. But it's hard for people like us to sort of rise up to the top because there's always going to be a group of people who are at the top and they will always stay there because they're fans forever perpetuate them and not people who are up and coming now let's say if apple decided to give us a throw us a bone one day and say hey dick's dick's commentary is always just hilarious we would love to have someone like him review the iphone we'd love to see what sort of take dick has on the iphone right they hand dick an iphone you know one of the cybercast members has an iphone would they shut us down? But you know, the, every these these people who are who are established, would they say, "Oh, you know, these guys are nobodies"? You know, they, yeah, they've recorded the show for four years, but they're nobodies because four years. <laughs> is that is that right? It's <laughs> about right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, let's say they say you know, Dash Tosh, music corner is phenomenal. We would love to see what he thinks about the music output of this phone. We did so amazing work with the speakers, and we would love to see what a music file thinks about this iPhone 10, right? Mm-hmm. And and yeah, everyone else gets a chance at this. And Apple is probably not going to look at podcasters and say, you know, th- this is a, a a a treasure trove of people who we need to go and explore with. Because guess what? podcasters are sort of already a very tech-savvy group of people. You don't need to convince them of the iPhone. You pretty much already, are, already have them, right? Like people who listen to ATP or who listen to the talk show with John Gruber, you don't have to convince them to get an iPhone. They already are going to get an iPhone. But if you go to the new and up-and-coming YouTube group of people who maybe don't even uh, have audience members who can afford the iPhone, but you give them sort of a taste of what it's like and you give a phone like that to someone who's young and they just like lose their minds I mean I, I was actually really excited watching these youtubers just so happy that they had the chance to go and watch the iPhone and a lot of them were not technically savvy they were not completely on point with what the iPhone can or cannot do but just the enthusiasm to me was enough to say you know what? Apple is actually thinking about the future and not just about the dinosaurs that are now occupying the space of where the future Re- re- reviewers will be coming. Okay. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure how
1: to respond. I mean, uh <laughs> what 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 I th- what I think though if you look at this uh as as a PR move, which it is, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. then I think what Apple's trying to do is sort of encourage more like, um, sort of a peer to peer distribution of information, you know, about mm-hmm. the products, mm-hmm. like people like John Gruber or, you know, uh, all those other established sort of, uh, media outlets. It's usually people talking down from their ivory, ivory towers right right and i guess these youtubers are much easier to relate to for like the average you know semi young consumer mm-hmm. so potentially this this leads to a, a lot more exposure especially if they're distributing distributing it across you know like a set of emerging youtubers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: i'm going to be cynical
1: okay go ahead <laughs> be cynical dick
0: well uh well i don't know if that's the right word but i believe i think the move is to give it to people who never thought they would get the opportunity so so they'll say not so damning or damaging stuff because they don't want to blow it in the future they're like oh man i can't you, let's say they don't like
1: right. it. right they want they want to get the next they want to get the next one
0: too they're like how did i how did i get this like i okay. it's like when uh a girl out of your leagues decides to say you know you know tonight <laughs> here you go you're gonna bring your a game right you're not gonna if you if you see a mole you don't like, or you're not going to mention it. You're going to be like, I'm going to look past this mole because I want to review this again. <laughs> Point being, they're less likely to say negative stuff.
3: And Dick, you are actually very spot on about that. I think that that potentially is a reason for why Apple may have steered their attention towards those who are sort of up and coming. Right. It's like it's a it's a multi level of of, you know, sort of pushing them up to say hey you know what here's a chance at something new potentially maybe there's stuff that the the old grumpy reviewers would have seen and said oh no 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 something is up with this and in a way putting those old people in check and say hey guess what you 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 don't have the right you don't have the, you, the right to always get the iphone is not always yours right mm-hmm. yeah so dick you know what you're saying that um these people will not say bad things about the phone because hopefully they hope to be in the group of people who gets the phone again next year i think you're spot on actually um an apple knows that Apple is not a dumb company I think they know that these people probably aren't gonna say anything really damning and maybe that's why they didn't want to give it to these other people And maybe there's something wrong with the, the, the iPhone that they don't want the phone to come out the gate with all of this negativity from these grumpy old reviewers right right but was there, was there a lot of
1: negativity from those established people? At least the, the, the MKBHD review was pro- positive, as far as I could tell. It
3: was, but okay. So let's say if those reviews from the YouTubers didn't come out on Monday, right? And then all of a sudden, you just say the first reviewers were the regular reviewers. Because normally the regular reviewers get a week with the phone. This time they only got, I think, a day with the phone. Really? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of weird, right? Because first of all... I mean y- you could think okay, maybe they didn't have enough phones to give out to all these people, maybe they did i I'm not so sure okay I- I'm not gonna speculate on that well to to be fair, that's how album
1: reviews are done these days what a day, yeah, well, really? f- from the moment of release, you'll see the first reviews
3: popping up within a few hours,, oh. which is ridiculous, but uh, that's a whole, <laughs> di- whole di- that's a whole different topic <laughs> you know you know like i I <clears throat> for me, the monday uh uh work to me i I saw them more as um. A first look rather than a review. And anyone who re- puts out a review, like, the next day, to me, it's also a first look. I don't care if you had the phone for a whole 24 hours. It's not a review. It's a first look. Because the thing about it is that if, like, three days later, the uh, phone has massive problems, you've basically just ignored that. You know what I mean? And and so it, it should have yeah. been a first look, not a total um review and so that's why i see that those people mm-hmm. who were were um the people who were given a chance to look at it on monday and all of them were just fawning over themselves it's because they were given the chance to do something completely new and it's a first look of something that no one else has seen yet so that's why it's a first look Anyone of those established reviewers who released this stuff on tuesday and said it was a review i see that's a first as a first look as well
1: yeah i think i think that's what you should call it because nowadays like the sp- the specs of a phone are kind of secondary right we we know we know what what more or less what the capabilities are of yeah, most true you know yeah. high end smartphones um but it's much more about how all of the parts work together what the what the overall experience is how well you know the, the the thing has been designed you know from a uh, um you know from a physical point mm-hmm, of view mm-hmm, true so it, you 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 need more than a day to really get a sense of what the experience of a phone is mm-hmm, i agree you know whether whether face id really works in a lot of circumstances you know uh, whether um the gestures you know without that home button being there whether it actually works mm-hmm. When when you need it to, you know, what how how photo how the photos look in different circumstances,
3: that's uh, right.
1: that's something you can't really conclude in in a day. Right,
3: I agree. Anything else more uh, cynical, Dick, to say about?
0: <laughs> no, but how were the
3: reviews? They were all the things that the, the, I, I can't call them reviews. The first looks were all positive, all every single one of them, and I'd, nothing negative not, said. Not, none one of one one the thing. ones I've saw, I've seen.
0: I love it, but.
3: I'm yeah. not not that the thing is that they 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 really didn't have that much of a chance to really review it. So I I think it, it's just honestly I think it, it's sort of it's almost like Apple wanted to put their aspirational device in the in front of this younger group of people this younger group of people meaning not them but their audience so that they could sort of go talk to their elder parents who maybe are on Android and say hey you know what why don't you consider this thousand dollar iPhone instead I don't know <laughs> you know I could have right. had one by right. Friday oh yeah. Can we can we speak yeah. about that? Because your pre-orders were also for you at the same time, right, Tosh? On the same day, Friday. Uh, no freaking, no freaking idea. Oh, okay. Well, the pre-order. I didn't, didn't pay attention. Pay attention? To oh, okay. It. I woke. I woke up. <laughs>
0: That's the Verizon. Yeah.
3: Well, I woke up on. Uh, I woke up on that uh, that uh, whatever day it was supposed to be. I woke up on that day at 3 a.m. and I actually went. I had a I had a bit of a change of heart with. Uh, when it comes to devices, I went to go and see, and I, I, I got in. You know that the app took forever to load, but I got in, and it showed me three uh, to be delivered on the third, right this Friday. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, "Self, I am not going to jump through hoops like this just to go spend extra thousand dollars. I will sit back and wait. And if there are any problems with the phone, I let everyone else suffer." Through those problems could have reviewed it though yeah i could have reviewed it I <laughs> guess on what though on my channel
0: hypercast could have had an <clears throat> iphone 10x
3: review yeah. yeah maybe like an editorial <laughs> yeah he said no you people who have your iphone 10s pick up your phone and look at this and then i'll walk them through it like an audiobook <laughs> <laughs> no you just let them close their eyes and you'll just yeah Imagine the <laughs> beautiful it. Oh, sure, uh, surrounded edges. <laughs> yeah, so they cool.
0: It wouldn't be like an unboxing. It'd just be like a talking. Yeah.
3: Well, the thing is I imagine opening your eyes for the face ID, but don't really open your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I've decided that I I'm not going to go crazy. Um, I even I mean I know on bubble sort I said <clears throat> that I was gonna get the new Apple Watch and I might still get it. But in, the, in part of me is now sort of wanting to rebel actually against the whole idea of I don't know. I just I don't wanna I don't wanna be that person anymore. I could, I don't know. I mean I I shoot a bunch of film cameras so I'm also into old stuff. But still I don't want to be that predictable. Did I did I see the yeah. other day that you have a dedicated fridge? Yeah. For your film stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Continue. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, I do. Um, is it is it like a table size fridge or a full size fridge? It's a table size fridge. Okay. I'm not that nuts yet. Even though I could use a, a full size <laughs> fridge, though I have I have so much I could use a full size fridge. Um, but yeah, I'm not not that crazy yet.
0: <laughs> Look on Craigslist. Yeah, <laughs> I know. They have those um those. Yeah,
3: that I almost bought that. Usually for cheap. I know.
0: I was at them recently.
3: Yeah, I almost bought one of those, Dick, because I would love to display all my my stuff without having to open the the fridge. But uh, uh yeah, gosh, Dick, don't don't do don't do this to me. <laughs> I already I am trying to be I'm trying to be more mindful and less materialistic with the stuff. Don't, don't make me go looking for another item. No, but I'm saying I know.
0: They go for cheaper than like mini fridge.
3: Well, this mini fridge I got for like 30 bucks. Okay. It was like a crazy sale. I don't know what happened. I went to the Target and they were like, oh, you know, you can buy this phone or this fridge. It's normally like 110 bucks for 30 bucks. I was like, what? I almost bought two of them. That's how crazy it was. But yeah, I decided that I'm not going to go crazy jumping on the, you know, I'll wait the iPhone 10 whenever it gets updated. I will just get it then. I mean, the 6 is killing me. It really is killing me, especially because I was used to using a 6S. But you know what? For now... It's just going to have to do. I'm actually even debating getting a f- just a flip phone, actually. Stop. <laughs> I'm, 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 Get out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> there's,
0: there's no way. Then you might as well stay with a six. Like, Just use your phone to talk. Yeah, well. Yeah, talking.
3: I know. I know. It's just that I, I, a part of me feels like I need to sort of s- reset, man. Come on, guys. Don't you think about it sometimes? I know you, I know you can get caught up in it. I know. It. I feel like I'm completely caught up in it. And especially seeing how some of these reviewers like felt so entitled and so... I just It made me think that, like, oh my gosh, like you literally have the privilege of being given a phone. I've never been given the phone by Apple. Apple, if you do want to give me the phone, listen, I will review it. And I won't lie. I will tell honestly what I do or dislike about it. And
0: they might not give it to you publicly. They'll, they might <laughs> give it to you like a focus group yeah. in-house. Come look and talk to us.
3: <laughs> I mean, look. Like, uh, John Gruber on the talk show has had people like uh, Fr- uh, Frederiki and, and uh, you know, uh, Schiller on his show. People who work and C-level people for Apple on his show. And he has the audacity to, to to get so pissed and angry about these YouTubers getting a chance. Are you kidding me? He's given so many chances. Steve Jobs himself has even said once that, jo- you know, John Gruber gets it. Right? Steve Jobs himself, he, he has had so many chances. And he's, listen, he has worked for it. And I don't blame him for sort of feeling a certain way but just feel it don't say it just feel it you don't have to tell us all how you can't believe that oh this person didn't get a phone that person didn't get a phone oh you know look at oh it's a good thing you gave the phone to this person it's a good thing you gave the phone to that one you know just step off your high horse my friend
1: well there are two contrasting thoughts that i have about it like on the one hand i I can understand it's his livelihood you know and he he's he's been used to doing it this way right you know uh being able to to spend the time with the device and, and formulate his thoughts blah 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 so I could see how that could upset him, but the, the idea of... But he could still do that,
0: just on his own time.
1: Yeah, and just and just wait a little bit and,
3: and you know, for once, not be the first one out of the
1: gate. Right. Well, he
3: normally isn't the first one out of the gate, usually. He actually, he doesn't rush it out, but he still would like to have had that whole week. That's what, That's I think, what he doing. Yeah, yeah well, then what, the, what is the problem, then? Like, <laughs> My point, exactly. And and, st- and, 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 and and still,
1: even though it's his livelihood, he's freaking talking about consumer products. Right. He, he, he's not, you know, reporting on actual <laughs> stuff that's going on in the world, you know?
0: Right. But he's talking about the stuff where the it's, money is,
1: though. It's freaking consumer products that, like, 70, 80, 90% of the world can't even afford. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, calm down. <laughs> 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 Disclaimer, I did not hear any of his you know rant
3: but uh i can only imagine it <laughs> <laughs> and actually actually his review his, so he put a uh, you know you know Darren fireball is a link post basically and he put a link post of matt alexander's article uh, pertaining that whole pr strategy and he seems to agree with matt a- alexander and maybe like i think he sort of spoke too soon i think and i think like like i'm not saying that he drinks but like sometimes when people like <laughs> no no i'm just saying like sometimes you know like sometimes well, no, 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 no! no. I'm just, just saying <laughs> that sometimes people, like, they are sort of under the influence when they say things that perhaps they wouldn't have said if they weren't under the influence. And so, like, maybe, maybe there, there were, maybe he was just having a, a drink and just decided, hey, you know what? I'm really pissed off about this, and went to his very famous blog and decided to sort of let all of that out. And it's like, I think maybe he should have just step stepped back before he actually did all of that and just said, hey, you know what? Um, yeah, maybe I, you know, think because so, so, to me, honestly. John Gruber is about one of the smartest guys when it comes to what Apple is thinking or doing. Really, he is, right? And he has gotten there with mm-hmm. just numbers, that, you know, 10,000 hours under his belt plus of just getting this stuff done. He gets, he sits on, he does the work. And so, you know, I can understand that all of that is it, it, it gets threatened by the, the strategy that Apple just took. I get that. But just sometimes step back and just analyze it before saying something because sometimes he, he can be very snarky on his blog post and maybe he just thought that this was going to be just a quick snarky thing but I saw it more like wow, this is petty and that's how I saw it. And I still, I, I, listen of all the people who are blog bloggers out there. I, 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 John Gruber, I respect him a lot. And I wish I could do and see things the way he does sometimes. I really do, you know. And I'm happy that he actually was able to. I look at Matt Alexander's point and 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 sort of agree on, um, you know, on uh, on you know that 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 this is just a. a a pr move by apple and it's i think a brilliant one personally i think it's brilliant we'll see how it happens but i think it's brilliant so yeah and by the way i i wish i wish uh ty was on because i'm pretty sure he'd be <laughs> he'd be lambasting me right now for uh being a apple fanboy <laughs> which i am guys right i'm an apple fanboy aren't I? you are <laughs> and on twitter the other day i had to apologize for being over the top apple fanboy um and that's why i decided to sort of step back a little bit and i'm not gonna jump on everything right away i still love apple somebody called you out i called myself out oh and i, I think what i just said applies to
1: everyone mm-hmm. i mean it's you know it's a company that makes consumer yep. products spot on you're right <laughs> <laughs> and yeah they i mean that they're, they're they're revolutionary and they they're super important, but it's all right. Re- it, yeah, you, you can sort of take it with a grain yeah. of salt
3: sometimes. Hey,
0: Tosh, this is not how we're going to get the big bucks, okay? We're not going to get the big <laughs> advertising by saying. <second. laughs> <laughs>
3: come on, Todd. Come on. Stop being so reasonable. <laughs> Anything, Any final thoughts, Dick, on this uh, latest PR move by uh, the big uh, fruit company in uh, California?
0: Mm, I, I guess it's an interesting move. I, t- it, every time I find out through this show, usually, that stuff has created buzz that i don't think is worthy of buzz like i always am amazed that uh, this is just like the
3: hubbub for nothing
0: other level this other level like i'm i i consider myself just a regular mm-hmm. consumer a regular person um like the, the person that doesn't need to have everything and being to know about everything but it, it's amazing how much controversy inconsequent consequential things cause mm. it, it's it's interesting yeah but it happens in every industry not just in yeah. this there's always something going on.
1: Yeah, people are always looking for something to uh, either be for or against. Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: especially with everybody having a voice now, you know, with, with social, everybody wants to have have their opinion. Right. And that makes people less likely to just look at something and take it for what it is. They'll be like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna weigh in on this.
3: Right. Agreed. And uh, Tosh, any uh, final thoughts from you? Well, <laughs> maybe if if you
1: find yourself getting too worked up about this stuff. Just go and watch Forrest Gump.
0: <laughs> Forrest Gump.
3: That's what you were referring to, right, with the fruit company? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all I will say. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, every now and then, step away and take a breath and uh, get a flip phone. Get a flip phone. Yeah, and you're not, you know, you're not you're not that you're not always as important as you make yourself out to be. Sometimes the the person who who is the one who signs your checks could just say, "Hey, you're fired." <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna right. do that
0: then? That's <laughs> true though. For anybody that makes a living off of somebody else's greatness, mm-hmm. your job is never gonna be secure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If your if your living is made off of reviewing great things other people do, whether it is products, music, whatever, your your job is never secure.
3: Mm-hmm. True. Any move, any any move that affects you negatively could just take you out like that, right? Yeah. Right. Agreed.
0: Yeah. So. Just be happy with the time you get to, to do it, and be uh, stacking. Yeah, your bread. stack your bread and <laughs>
3: diversify. Actually, yeah, yeah.
1: May, maybe uh, have have some of these YouTubers on sometime. I would love to actually.
0: True,
3: that'd be pretty cool. I'm pretty sure right now they probably feel so so important that they like oh the cyber guys we are oh, no no we need to go on. You talking about him Gruber <laughs> no, or us? I was actually talking about Gruber. <laughs> but, <laughs> having gruber on on our, oh i thought you meant one of the youtubers no 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 let gruber have those YouTubers oh you on know what that maybe get you know it's funny what they're about so 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 actually uh gruber did have um like you know he has he always has people on the show right and he had um what's his name again who works for bloomberg now uh matt german he had matt german on a few times and you know matt german and and gruber it's almost like there was a sort of... I would say that they're working do- towards the same thing, but they're, they're not... They're. they're so, I mean, there's a bit of... The way he responds to some of the articles, it's almost like a bit of competition. And when he had him on the show, it felt kind of awkward like it felt like he was slightly envious of Gurman because Gurman is a young kid you know what I mean like it was a, like I I felt uncomfortable listening I don't know if any other listeners felt the same way and um, um, uh, Vic actually you're probably listening to this episode Vic when you listened to that show uh Vic Hudson everyone you can go follow him on Vic Hudson one on Twitter um when you were listening to that episode with or the few episodes with Gurman on on the talk show did you ever feel like there was a sort of uh I don't know Envinessness from uh, Gruber because Gurman is so young. Let us know in the tweets, Vic. <laughs> uh, Vic Hunts is my co host on Bubble by the way, listeners. Um, okay, shall we jump into uh, Music Corner? Yeah,
1: let's do it. I'm down. All right. So, uh, today's Music Corner, I would like to dedicate to, uh, I think, one of my favorite record labels of today, uh, and it's called Daptone Records. Ever heard of that, that, that label? What's it called? Daptone records no 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 well they're mostly known for propelling um two artists um sharon jones and charles bradley and both of these artists have passed away this year and that's what really made me want to talk about this label and particularly these two artists are they older the, because yeah and they actually started older but i, I will talk about that as i go along uh, and both of these artists have a very special place, uh, uh, for me, uh, when it comes to kind of the soul revival movement, I would call it, that's uh, going on lately. Mm. Um, and, and tone is one of those labels that really tries to foster that, try to keep those traditions alive, you know, um, sort of the sense of music really being performed on the spot by real musicians, um those bands being fronted by the most talented, uh, soulful artists that, that you can find, um, everything being recorded in a, in a very sort of, um, earnest analog way. So, uh, well, let's start with a little bit of history. So, uh, Dabton Records was founded in, in 2001 by, uh, Bosco Mann and Neil Sugarman, uh, Bosco Mann previously, uh, um, had set up another label uh, called Desco. Uh, that's now no longer, uh, you know, it's now <laughs> defunct. Uh, but <laughs> they set up the, this this label together in uh, this uh, run down two family home in in Brooklyn. And really uh, looking at it from the outside, it looks like some kind of crack den. But uh, <laughs> that's still where they where they do everything, where their offices, where their studios are. Um, and they remodeled it and, and um, installed, you know all of this vintage equipment in there, you know, everything based on, on tape, um, you know, analog uh, recording processes. And I think for that reason, this uh, studio also became uh, popular for artists and producers to record in. And one of the, the more prolific among these artists is Mark Ronson, who used the the Daptone Studio to record Back to Black with Amy Winehouse. Mm. and. Mm-hmm. The in-house band um, for Dab Tone Records, the Dab Kings, um, well, actually played on that record and also continued to tour with Amy Winehouse. Uh around 07 mm-hmm. so that's really what uh, what propelled the reputation of that studio forward um and i guess one of the the names that that's sort of uh, inextricably tied to this label sort of the, the the first real headlining artist was sharon jones um from georgia um and basically st- started her career quite late around uh, the age of 40 um and how i would describe her is sort of um a Aretha Franklin reincarnated Mm. like very like her voice is one of those voices that really pulls at your heartstrings like there's this grain to it that's uh that's really Mm -hmm. intense um so I guess what's uh what's popularized Miss Jones um was her second album 100 Days and 100 Nights and the lead single of it Uh, I think that's her biggest hit to date and I will play that for you now
2: One hundred days, one hundred...
1: Right, you can hear the finish the yeah. quality to it. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's not achieved... Me... Oh. What's that?
0: <laughs> no, no, if you didn't tell me when this was recorded, I would have thought it was an older song.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, it sounds like it's from the 50s or something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not only achieved through, um, you know, studio gimmicks, which is done a lot, but it's it's really done through a very um, back-to-basics recording ethics you know or working at eth- work work ethic and and uh and, and mentality so uh, yeah m- unfortunately um sharon jones uh she uh, passed away in may of this year um she suffered from a uh, bile duct cancer mm-hmm. and uh yeah only lived to be uh, uh 59 years old so definitely died way too young mm-hmm. Um, and you know, given that she started her career this late, she really didn't sort of get a chance to, uh, you know, develop her career further than than, than she had. And also for for um, the label, it's, it's a tremendous loss. Like I said, it, Jones was their he- first headlining mm-hmm. artist. In May, the the the, the, fa- the you know the news of her passing away already caught my attention, uh, and and yeah, really sort of sort of struck me, and uh, I kind of. The, the, uh, the thought I was left with, okay, so they lost Sharon. I hope uh, Charles will continue to <laughs> hmm. sort of propel the label forward because he was sort of the, the second headliner that was left after her. Um, but yeah, I will talk about him in a little bit. And before I do so, I would like to uh, play another song from the final album that Sharon uh, recorded. Um, and the song is called Mama Don't Like My Man, which she recorded in 010.
2: mama mama why you don't like my man oh mama 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 why can't you understand you say he's rough around the edges he don't always act right but when we're all Oh, she don't like my name, don't like the way he drinks.
1: So that's Sharon mm. Jones. Um, not long ago... A when did dap- you discover her? Sorry?
0: Why? When did you discover her? When did you start listening to her?
1: I think w- more or less when she broke because that, that song got pl- some radio play. And um, I, I actually sold a compilation CD that I, that song was on when I was working at this uh, this store. Mm. So I guess that's that's how I got in touch with her. But I never made the connection to the Dabton label until I learned about Charles Bradley. Mm. I first saw Charles perform... Uh, I think at KEXP, this uh, local radio station, I think in Seattle, which uh, is known for showcasing a lot of you know indie artists and, and yet to be discovered artists. Emilia, I thought, what is this guy? Sort of one of the greats that's uh, um, sort of having a, a career revival now because he did really the way he performed and the way that he sang and the way that he was backed by his band, the, the Manahan Street Band. Really looked like he was he had been at it for. All of his life well charles Bradley, he's originally from from gainesville florida and then moved uh, later in life to brooklyn new york um and how he got a start he, he uh, was very much inspired by james brown seeing james brown perform live and he wanted to emulate that so he really started his career as a as a james brown impersonator you know playing in uh, you know dingy clubs and stuff never really got any traction when it came to his music career then just randomly he got discovered by one of the founding uh you know men behind the the, the Daptone label and mm-hmm. brought him in touch with uh Thomas Brennick which is one of the in-house guitar players and and songwriters and basically just started jamming together like uh, Charles he's uh he he was illiterate you know couldn't read or write so his songwriting process really came, you know, through improvisation, just making lyrics up on the spot. Wow. And you would i s I've seen him perform live a few times and you see that even though, you know, the songs are written, they've they've been recorded, he sometimes deviates from the lyrics, you know, and the band is sort of tuned into that and knows how to how to cope with it. But that's just the way he, he worked. Mm-hmm. Um so around 2002, they started, you know, doing these sessions and, and recording the the, uh, the, the the results from it. And then uh, in 2011, um, he released his debut album. Um, and it's really interesting to watch uh, this documentary that, that was released the year after. That's uh, Soul of America that sort of documents the whole process, the whole lead up to that record. Mm-hmm. And to really observe that songwriting process that he and, and Brennick had, sort of Brennick became like a, a container for all of Charles's, you know, thoughts and, and and sort of worked with him to structure all of that into songs that, that could actually make it onto a record. So that that collaboration between them is really what enabled Charles to to become a recording artist rather than just a, p- a performer, you know, a James Brown impersonator. So, um I'd like to play you a song from uh, Charles's debut record. Um, and it's called, bear with me. It's mm-hmm. called, Why Is It So Hard? And that's the song that I first heard of him perform live on KEXP and that was really like a mm-hmm. mind-blowing experience.
4: making it in america i try so hard to make it in america
3: a land
4: of milk and honey a land supposed to be built with love
1: stuff right yeah dude mm-hmm. yes yeah like the first note that he just belted out that that sort of grabbed me by the throat and it's really telling of what kind of an artist he was like um you can tell through his lyrics like this song and uh, a lot of other songs that he's really been beaten down by life mm-hmm. yeah and that's literally true if you if you look if you watch documentary like i uh, used to be homeless um you know uh dealt with with Uh, a lot of hardships you know his uh, brother brother getting shot on the street um and you know through it all you can really hear that he still believes in in the american dream and he he very literally sort of addresses it um like even though he's been he's lived through hard times like america is still a a land of milk and honey um so yeah that, that, that that's something that really uh you know, has resu- resonated with me from the get-go, and uh, I really, from the from the moment that I first heard him, I wanted to experience him alive as well, and I did a, f- a few times, like once in a small venue in Amsterdam, and another time uh, at the North Sea Jazz Festival, where he uh, um, where they did a, a Tone showcase. So both Sharon and and Charles were performing there, so that was a real yeah. treat. Um, but particularly that first gig in that small venue, you could really f- s- uh, feel that for him, the music that we that he was making was bigger than himself. Mm-hmm. You know the way that he was moved by it, uh, the way that he. Uh you know, sort of laid his body into it, very literal in a very literal sense. Like for someone who starts his career, you know, in his 60s, uh, he still was performing on stage, like, uh, like you know, he was this young pup giving his first chance to shine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and also he was always very grateful to his audience. Like uh, I remember very distinctly that uh, at some point during the set he would just walk off stage and just give every individual people in the first couple of rows like a hug like uh this extended hug and you know <laughs> despite the fact that he was completely covered in sweat it didn't matter you know it was just <laughs> this very pure expression of love mm-hmm. that that's uh something that that's very unique and, and uh, very I, I personally was very upset to hear of his uh yeah. passing uh um in september also died of cancer, stomach yes. cancer. And yeah, it's a shame that he, he only got to start his career this late and wasn't sort of discovered earlier. But still, um, uh, he, he managed to record and release three records in this uh, in this period of time. So he released uh, Victim of Love in, in 2013. Um, kind of building on the same sort of sentiments and same styles, but uh, uh, extending himself a little bit more towards the, the psychedelic. So I'll, I'll play a little excerpt of the song Confusion from that Mm -hmm. record? very reminiscent of uh, Curtis Mayfield, like uh, sonically and and thematically. Mm -hmm. Um, And you also get to see his more uh, cynical side, which didn't really shine through in the previous record, Mm -hmm. you know? And then his final album, uh, from 2016 uh, called Changes and there he re- reverts completely back to his softer side and um, how I view this record uh, also in, in in light of his illness and uh, probably the prospect that he was going to pass away I'm pretty sure that he knew that it really feels like a sort of love letter to you know us his, his fans and to the world that he's leaving behind to the music that that gave him so much and I would less, just like to play at full length the, the intro to that album and just how, uh, how unassuming he, he, he remained, you know, um, through everything that he's been through. So here's the intro, intro to uh, Changes.
4: Hello, this is Charles Bradley, a brother that came from the hard licks of life that knows that America is my home. America, you've been real, honest, hurt, and sweet to me. But I wouldn't change it for the world. Just know that all the pains that I've been through, it made me strong to stand strong that know America represents love for all humanity in the world. I say from my heart.
3: wish I could sing
1: <laughs> yeah for sure i sing like that yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <Gosh. clears throat> yeah so that's Charles Bradley and uh, you, like there have been a few sort of artists that we've lost over the past few years you know Prince of course but this one really really sort of hit me in a different way like this is an artist that I would have loved to have seen like many many more times mm-hmm. and you know just continue to uh to record albums and, and you know just to to live inside of his music uh and yeah I'm very sad that uh that uh yeah I won't be able to do that which is a, it's kind of a selfish thought but that's really what what I was left with after hearing the news yeah so yeah, I guess the question that remains now is what's next for Tone, You know, having lost their two biggest mm-hmm. artists. Well, of, of course, their their roster is much bigger than just these two. Uh, I mean, they have a lot of um, instrumental bands on their mm-hmm. roster. Um, you know, the the backing bands for the for the two artists that I just mentioned, the Dab Kings, the Man and Street Band. Um, all they're 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 very reminiscent of of you know in house bands like uh, the funk brothers for Motown or the Booker T and the MGs for for Stax Records. Um and I think what they'll probably do is look for the next batch of vocal talent that can sort of front these bands. If you want to hear recent work of some of these bands. Um, you know, the Dab Kings can be heard, for instance, on uh, one of Kesha's new singles, um, uh, Woman, it's called, and uh, also on the new Sam Smith record, which I was very uh, pleased to hear as well. Um, so I guess that's that's uh, their next step. And, and then uh, also their roster is much more diverse than what I've just uh, uh, played for you. It's not only Soul, it's also other... Uh, i guess more traditional forms of uh of uh music like uh, uh afrobeat they have uh, this this group called a- a- Antibalas, um which is really a a sort of straightforward afrobeat group so i'm i'm mm-hmm. I guess i guess the 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 challenge for them is just to find those those vocalists or other types of artists that can really um propelled the re- the label forward and really shine the way that uh, Sharon and, and Charles did. So that's that's what I want to share with you guys, just uh, uh, two enormous talents that uh, have left us, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, yeah, it gave me a reason to talk about this great label that's sort of trying to keep, um, you know, some of that magic that was given to us by Motown and Stex Records, keep that intact mm-hmm. and, and keep that also mo- moving forward yeah. and growing. Well, thank you. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: I think my mom would like them. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Make sure you, uh, that she uh, listens in. She, learned, she learns about them.
0: Okay. We'll tell her she needs to listen to this yeah. episode. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you. What else we Go got? You hey, guys any, watching anything, listening to anything interesting?
3: Not me, you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I, I started watching Mindhunter on uh, Netflix. Mindhunter? The David Fincher.
3: Mindhunter, the David Fincher uh, show. Never even heard of it. Let me see. Mindhunter. I'm thinking about Stranger Mindh- Things. Oh, I haven't started yet. Season two, right? I haven't started oh, at all. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, me I neither. i dying to start it. I hear a lot of good yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> no, Jax got into Power Rangers recently. And, oh,
3: gosh. <laughs> That's still gone. No, oh, was. I going to say. Yes. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> because somebody was a Power Ranger for Halloween.
3: You were? <laughs>
0: no, somebody. One oh. of his friends. Just I used to uh, love
3: Power Rangers. I, I used to love Power Rangers. Did
0: y'all know the secret about the Black Power Ranger? What What
3: was the secret?
0: You never noticed.
3: Uh, no, no. What? As a girl,
0: he's missing. He's missing a finger. What? Mm-hmm.
3: In real life too, or just like they?
0: Yeah, in real life, four fingers uh, on one hand.
3: Oh wow. Never
1: yeah. noticed that. Are you looking at it now? I was I was too wrapped up in all of the explosions. Yeah. Oh snap. <laughs> so so if if uh, if you want to play the Black Power Ranger, you have to have <laughs> one of your
3: fingers. Yeah. If you want to be authentic. <laughs> well, what? Oh, how, how do like, you lose he, it? Like he was born with less finger, le- one less, or he cut it off? It got cut off in an accident, or what?
0: I don't know his story. Oh. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I'm sure I've heard it, but I don't know. Huh. I always thought it was funny though when. You, <laughs> You watch the show how after the red or the blue one, you know they just made the the two white guys red and blue, and then they have this, everybody else is like it matches. The black one is black, the Asian one is yellow, and then the yeah, black, I think, black I think in
1: late, I think in later iterations they sort of switched that around, but they did. Uh, yeah, because I was watching it the, the first, other day, uh, I was
0: like, man, this is so so. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> wonder I wonder what the it, yellow one's <laughs> going to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least the girl they go pink, but the black and yellow is a little pink Yeah. <laughs> at least they make the red one Native American.
1: That's the that was that was their version of racial representation. I guess.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Nothing new. Huh? Anything you want to recommend? Oh, it doesn't have to be new stuff. Old stuff. Um, I'm looking for just sure to get into Mindhunter. Yeah. I guess. What's it about?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, definitely recommend that. Is it a psychological thing or what? Definitely psychological It's uh, if you do you like the movie Seven? Yes.
3: It's like that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. Oh, it's similar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm watching a bunch of things. I just can't remember for the life of me the names, which is pretty bad, right? <laughs> you
0: gotta jot them down. Yeah, you're show, right. Man. You're
3: right. I didn't think we were gonna mention it. We haven't mentioned what you're watching in so long. yeah, you know.
0: Well, I just started to settle back into regular life, so I'm looking at mm. entertainment. myself
3: oh. Well, right now I'm I'm doing my house, so I'm actually yeah.
0: Yeah, I just I think I think I'm done furnishing. Oh, okay. Furnishing. Okay. Next, I'm going to fix it. Mm. Take a break, yeah. though. All right. All right. I guess it's a wrap.
3: Then. Yep. Ty, let us know what you think about the first topic and let us know what you think about Music Owner. I guess he'll tell us this on the next episode. Ty is TY09 on the Twitters and Instagram, where he's actually doing a lot of good stuff on Instagram. So check him out, Tosh. I'm uh, Tosh Polak on Twitter. Dick.
0: Dick underscore daily on Twitter. I'm just Dick daily on Instagram, but I don't do anything. Instagram, you have to do everything a square, right? Not
3: anymore. Hasn't been for a while. No. Yeah. Oh,
0: look at me. I'm
3: good. I'm <laughs> square. <laughs> All right. Cool. And um, I'm CW daily everywhere. That matters. And if it doesn't matter, I'm probably there as well. You're on Peach. Uh, yeah, I I kind of am. <laughs> you can fi- You'll find me there. It's alive. Isn't it? Maybe.
0: I didn't do that. I thought Peach would have falling off the so vine
3: <laughs> running <laughs> on the floor
0: vine is dead right yes
3: vine is dead and uh, you can find Cybercast at C-Y-B-R-C-A-S-T on Twitter Uh, tweet at us if you have any questions you could say hashtag ask Cybercast we'll answer them on the next episode <laughs> <laughs> who knows maybe someone maybe someone has a question and uh, they don't know how to ask us so there you go we're, we're, we're going to trend for sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you really want to reach me? You can find me at DickDaily at gmail dot com.
3: Wow, wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow! Okay, he put his a uh, uh, personal email there, and your and your phone <laughs> number is and
0: my, my phone number is actually three zero four dick. <laughs> That's, you can reach <laughs> me there. I uh, hope I don't get spammed.
3: You probably might be if uh, the right people are listening, but if we have, you know, our listeners are are. High class people, so they won't spam you. Yeah. Listeners, we love you. Ciao.
0: Hollis. Bye bye.
3: Return
1: to your regular scheduled programming. (laughs) Dick.